Humans have the ability to make objects levitate Harry Potter style. Instead of wands and enchantments, we use the black magic hidden inside powerful electromagnets. Now I'm going to go ahead and assume that our handful of dedicated listeners aren't all nerds when it comes to science and electricity. And if you're not, hopefully we can slowly turn you into one. Electromagnetism is basically what the name implies, the combination of magnetism and electricity. The delightfully oversimplified version is that we use electricity to make magnets, or we use magnets to make electricity. And we apply this concept for helpful applications like producing power from turbines and electric generators like the alternator in your car. A lot of household appliances like a blender also operate on these principles. Electricity flows into the blender, creating magnetism that spins a motor attached to a blade. That's all cool and all, but we also need to mention the most world-changing thing we've ever done with electromagnets. We have levitated frogs. And while you search online for the videos of levitating frogs, Carlos is going to levitate us up some music. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you some cool stuff and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John, Carlos the Superstar is with me as well. This is lucky episode number 13. Today we're talking about how the challenge of sustainability won't be solved by one cure-all solution. So I know what you're thinking. The scientists that came up with the idea to throw a frog into a powerful electromagnet deserve to win a Nobel Prize. Well, they did. Serious. I'm probably going to butcher their names, as per usual, but Andre Game and Sir Michael Berry did indeed win the Nobel Prize for levitating a frog. Electromagnets are also one of the two main methods for creating fusion power. We talked about fusion power in episode number 5. To recap, on Earth, we use fission power, which derives power from the breaking apart of unstable particles. This is what happens in a nuclear generator. Fusion power derives power from combining particles. This is the way energy is produced in all of our stars, including our sun. And we can actually replicate this process on Earth. The sun is able to achieve fusion because of the tremendous amount of pressure inside of it that squeezes particles together. On Earth, we attempt to reproduce these conditions by using laser beams or magnetic confinement. The same electromagnetic wizardry we told you about earlier. In discussions about sustainability, you'll sometimes hear that fusion power is the solution we are waiting for since it's a renewable form of energy that doesn't emit greenhouse gases, such as the way we currently produce electricity. The most popular method of producing electricity currently is through the burning of coal. As of now, the biggest problem with fusion is that we have not yet determined how to get more energy out of it than we put in. To illustrate this with a terrible analogy, think of it this way. If you have ever had the privilege of working on a team project where one person was not contributing, then think of that person as fusion energy. It would often take you more work to get them to contribute something to the group project than it would if you just did it yourself, so it's often easier to do the work yourself or find teammates that contribute more. According to experts in the field, the answer to the challenges of fusion may be solved in as little as 15 years. So 15 years from now, we may actually have useful fusion power. 
Even if that aggressive estimate is correct, scientists predict that we won't have year-round ice in the Arctic in the next 10 years, so implementing changes 15 years from now is not ideal. And the problem of year-round Arctic ice is only one thing that needs to be addressed immediately. But let's for a minute entertain the idea that tomorrow, all of the challenges of fusion power were solved. Would this one thing solve the problem of sustainability on the Earth? Well first, the initial cost to produce fusion power would be insanely high, as is the case with any new technology humanity produces. But given time, and much ingenuity, innovation, and engineering, the costs do eventually come down. Then we would have to find a non-invasive way to introduce fusion power into our existing electric infrastructure. Ignoring the technological aspects of this challenge for a moment, there is a large economic component to consider as well. Fusion power would need to find a way to coexist with other forms of energy for a number of years. Even if the goal was to go 100% fusion, the economic side of this is not exactly simple. There are experts that work in the fields of energy management and energy engineering for exactly this reason. But let's just ignore all of that for a minute and say that we not only invented usable fusion power, but we found a way to implement it into the grid overnight. Again, not possible, but humor me. It's not that this wouldn't put a massive dent in overall greenhouse gas emissions, but we still have to manage other issues of sustainability, such as agriculture, transportation, deforestation, acidification of the oceans, waste management, and so on. And that doesn't even account for all the greenhouse gases already present in the atmosphere. Although some greenhouse gases, like methane, may only stay in the atmosphere for about 12 years, other gases, like carbon dioxide, can remain for over a hundred years. This means we still need to find a way to address the greenhouse gases we've already emitted into the world. This isn't to be discouraging. The intent of this episode is to make it clear that there is no one-size-fits-all solution to the problem of sustainability. Many different solutions all need to work together to address these problems. The entire world needs to work together to overcome all the problems at once. Anytime you hear someone screaming at the top of a mountain that the solution to climate change and global sustainability is any one singular thing, you'll hopefully know better. This is why knowledge on this subject is so vital. Millions of people all working together can achieve some pretty amazing things. But only if we accept the fact that there will probably not be a super easy solution nor a single solution that will fix everything by itself. The only magic sustainability pill for global sustainability that exists is this humble podcast. Cheers. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion, and this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or levitating frogs to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. We intend to get a website up and running in the near future, which is almost becoming a running gag at this point, but there is indeed a method to our madness, we hope. <laughs>